Hey guys, welcome to Website Agency Secrets. My name is Timothy, and this episode is about SEO for local businesses. If you have a brick and mortar local business, and you're trying to get your message out to your community, and you wanna be perceived as the best in town, like if you really believe in what it is that you do, and you really believe that you enhance the lives and serve your customers, and you believe if only more people knew about you, you would uh, make more money, have more customers, grow your business. Well, this is the episode in the podcast for you, understanding about SEO. Let's learn more about the amazing goldmine that search engine optimization is and some very simple things you can do even today that are not that complicated to dramatically improve your visibility on Google. Let's dive in. All right, search engine optimization is a phrase that some entrepreneurs love and others get shivers down their spines, either because they've been ripped off before by some random sleazebag selling SEO services, or they love because they are enjoying the fruits of their labor and a steady stream of inbound leads coming in from their website. It's possible many, many of our customers at my agency, 97display.com, enjoy this service. They enjoy the steady stream of inbound leads. And so if you are someone that wants it or want to keep it, then pay attention. So what's the issue? Well, first of all, search engine optimization is undervalued. The reason why it's undervalued is because Facebook ads came out and other forms of PPC came out. But if you have been a longtime listener of Website Agency Secrets, you may know that um, we should totally think about Facebook ads and outbound ads completely different than search engine optimization. It's a different slice of the marketing pie. You can have success on Facebook and you can also have success on Google. It doesn't need to be one or the other. The reason why Facebook ads begin to undervalue websites and SEO is because websites and SEO is the long game. Facebook ads is the short game. And when I say Facebook ads, I really mean any sort of digital advertisement. Um, you know, people want to chase that pill fix. I need more business. What do I do? Let's throw $500 at Facebook and cross my fingers. Now, some of you guys get lucky and you get a ton of leads in business and that's great. But most of you have been burned before. I always tell people your website and your SEO is the foundation upon which the rest of your online marketing needs to be built. It is something that will last much longer. It will pay you dividends far into the future and you've got to start with a solid foundation. The difference is it's not something that you can get more leads today. So you gotta be a little patient. So it's undervalued. There are some easy things you can do today, not to just all of a sudden transform your leads, but begin to build that solid foundation. Uh, and it is easier than you think. So you've gotta understand why is SEO and websites and, and search engine optimization, why is it uh, not the, the short game? And the reason why is because Google's primary purpose is not to send you leads. Google's primary purpose is not even to enhance your business. Uh, Facebook ads and Google ad, uh, Facebook ads and PPC ads, that is the primary purpose of it, is to send you leads, right? Google's primary purpose is to serve the searcher. That is, if someone is searching for something on Google, like, you know, gym near me, vet near me, dentist near me, the primary goal of Google is to deliver the best results to that searcher. Because if that searcher Googles hot dog restaurant near me and doesn't get what they want, they will not return to Google next time they have that desire. 
Does that make sense? And it seems a little bit like crazy because we're so used to this Google culture. Like, oh, we can just Google anything we want. Well, imagine if Google started giving you the wrong results or bad results. Or what if the what if the top results were all the crappy hot dogs and the best hot dog results were like dug deep underneath in the pages of search volume? Like, you know, you as the searcher would discontinue using Google as your primary direct service directory. Okay. And that's the beauty of how Google has built their business over time is to serve the searcher. So if Google's primary purpose is to serve the searcher, not to promote your business, then in order to um, capture that, you have to have a good business. Like you have to be the best in your area. Now, if you're watching this podcast, you're self-educating. I believe you are the best in your area, or at least you're up there. So what are the kinds of things that quality businesses tend to do? Well, Google um, doesn't define that very well, but they do say play by our rules and we'll assume that you have some technical ac- acumen and some business finesse. And, and one of the ways you do that is by providing accuracy of information, <laughs> right? So is your business information accurate and updated, right? They're going to make an assumption that if you have outdated information online, you must not be that competent of a businessman. Therefore, that will play into how you run your business. What about your reviews? Like if you're getting a bunch of good reviews, then Google definitely considers that as you are good for the searcher. Um, What if your website is built well or built poorly? They consider your website as if it is your physical location stuff. Like, Like if you put a ton of time and thought and energy and money into your physical location, so when people walk in physically through your doors, they have a good experience, Consider your website to be the physical location where Google's algorithm goes in and what's going to be their experience. How does Google view your business digitally? And Google makes the assumption, bad digital experience, bad in-person experience. And consumers do too, right? So it's very important to think like applying your physical benefits and and your physical experience to the digital world to tell the algorithms that you are a good business. So let's start with accuracy of information. Accuracy of information is, 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 is your name, your business name, your address, your phone, your URL consistent across all of your business listings. So if you've ever done a business title change, like if you've ever changed your name and it doesn't have to be like, like I want you to think through this, like what if your business name is, like TS Enterprises. And that stands for Timothy Sayers and Enterprises. And one day you put on your yellow pages TS Enterprises. And then on the next day, you actually type out Timothy Sayers and Enterprises. And to you, those are interchangeable. Well, to Google, they are not. Like maybe even if you are a martial arts studio and you named it, you know, Tim's Martial Arts and Fitness. But then on another business listing, you just say Tim's Martial Arts. Like that is not accurate name information. So if you've, you need to be very consistent in your name, name information, especially if you have acronyms or interchangeable words that might seem the same to you or even your consumers to Google, they're looking for explicit um, consensus. Like everything is the same. Same thing with address. If you've ever moved addresses, you've got to make sure it's the same. And it's got to be, when I say business listings, we're talking Yelp. Yellow Pages, Facebook, Google My Business, any other directories you're a part of, your website, obviously, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff's got to be all the same. 
Okay, so if your name and address and phone are the same, same thing with your URL, and many of you guys are running multiple websites, and that's bad. Google says one website per brick-and-mortar location. Now, I'm going to be hosting another webinar, another podcast on um, multiple URL strategies for multiple locations. So if you have multiple, like if you have two locations in the same city, do you have more than one URL? It's a great subject. We'll dive into it. There's lots of different options here. But for this webinar, when you're talking about accuracy of information, I'm saying one URL per brick and mortar location. And that is that tells Google this URL equals this thing. This is like what it equals. Um, also broken links. So broken links are real bad. If you've ever switched your website around, like let's say you had a website and it was, you know, timsgym.com slash personal dash training. And then I made my website again. And this time I said timsgym.com slash personal training, no dash. Well, that's going to cause the first link to break. And that's bad. Because if I ever shared that link or it's in an email or if it's in a Facebook post, <coughs> you might think that Facebook post is buried somewhere that no one's ever going to click on it. But guess who does click on it? Google's algorithm. And they're going to go through all your stuff and click on all your links. And the more broken links there are, the worse your reputation gets. So <laughs> it might be nearly impossible for you to manually go and find all those broken links. But that's the beauty of the Internet. You can search how to find broken links from my website. And there's lots of little robots that'll tell you. Even Google Web Analytics will tell you broken links. And what you want to do is there's lots of ways to fix it. You can either remake that page on that same URL or you can do some redirect strategies to tell Google this is not a broken link. It's just not long, no longer in use. Um, again, as I say in all my episodes, I'm not here to get into the technical know-how. That can be a future episode or another Google search for you. I'm only telling you the what to think about. So next time you switch your website around, you're conscious of this, or you can go and begin the journey of figuring out what to do. Or if you've outsourced, like I always recommend, call up your web guy and be like, yo, do I have any broken links? Now you should only ask this if you're not currently ranking. If you're ranking number one, then congratulations. This is likely the stuff that you've done. Now don't mess it up. <laughs> so, so, um, and if you do ever do switch your website or move addresses, you know how to keep your ranking there. If you used to rank number one and you no longer rank number one, this is likely something you did mess up. And you can go back and try to fix it. So should you have more than one URL? The answer is no. The only reason why you should have any more than one URL is if you're using particular websites as a promotional URL. And... Um, or if you have multiple uh, businesses that actually offer different services, like I've got a school, a martial arts school that does martial arts, and then they have a differently branded fitness component. And so they have different social media, different URL, different everything. And that is good because it tells Facebook, this is a fitness business, got a URL. This is a martial arts business. Now they're kind of the same, but they're totally different because some people search martial arts and some people search fitness. Um, now if you truly have a blend and you want to keep it all together, that's possible. Um, so I, I guess what I mean to say is that it is possible to have more than one URL for truly different businesses. Um, but for, uh, as a general rule of thumb, you, if you, you should not have like a Tim's gym and Tim's other gym.com, like don't do that. That's going to tell Google, which is the website the consumer wants to see. Okay, what other people think? These are reviews. And as you likely have noticed, reviews have increased in prominence and in, in how Google ranks on SEO uh, a lot in the last three to four years. 
So the biggest place you've got to get your reviews is on Google My Business. If you are a local business, you need a Google My Business set up and you need to have reviews. How many reviews do you need? Well, that is dependent on how many reviews your competitors have. So if your competitor search your keywords, you know, martial arts in Winston-Salem, whatever, um, you know, search your keywords, how many reviews does your competitor have? If they have 50, you need 51. If they have 60, you need 61. If they have five, you need six, right? So that's what you've got to do. And and if you can run away with it, you should. Um, so, so definitely increase your number of reviews. Um, especially if you have someone that's posting on your Facebook page, leaving a review, that's great. But a Google My Business review is going to be way better in terms of SEO. Okay, visitor behavior search on based on search query. Okay, what this means is if someone searches for martial arts near you and goes to your website and your website is actually about martial arts near them and they stay, then Google says, oh, this person searched this, went to this URL, therefore this URL has what it is that they were looking for. If someone were to search hot dogs near me and go to your martial arts website, likely they would click away. And that would be a good thing because you don't want to rank for hot dogs. You want to rank for martial arts. Does that make sense? So the longer people engage on your site after searching your kinds of keywords tells Google what, what, what subject matter your website is about. People's behavior on your site matters. That's why I focus on it so much. In the first segment of Website Agency Secrets, the first 10 episodes, I talk so much about how users behave on your site. And that's because Google tracks everything. They are looking because what is their primary purpose? To serve that searcher. And that searcher just searched martial arts near me. So they're saying, how is their experience on this domain? Because if their experience on that domain is bad, I better serve up a different domain. That's called search engine optimization. That's why some URLs rank higher because the consumer's behave better on that site. They're finding what it is they're looking for. The best way to tell Google your website works is by getting leads because leads tells Google's, hey, this they found what they wanted. They had a successful searching event using Google. That's great. Good job, Google, right? And you can help Google have that experience by playing their games. Okay. Um, oh, we already talked about broken links. Oh, wait, I went back. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Other links on your website. Um, other links on your website. And by the way, if you guys are listening to the audio version of this, um, there is a video version. That's why I'm like on this, uh, on this, uh, this, uh, screen share right now. You can check it out on YouTube. The link is in the description below. Okay. Other links to your website. This is if, if a bunch of hot dog web- websites talk about your martial arts school, then Google's going to get confused, right? They're going to be like, why, why are all these hot dog websites talking about martial arts? This is odd. Is this a hot dog website or is this a martial arts website? And likewise, if you currently don't rank, but all of a sudden a bunch of fitness websites or martial arts websites start to talk about you, then Google might be like, oh, people interested in martial arts and fitness, they are interested in this URL. Therefore, let's pay attention to it. So this could be something like if you have a guest blog on someone else's website um, that links back to you. This could be email campaigns. This could be another website that references you and their stuff. This is a little bit more difficult, but it is very impactful. If you had like 10 reputable domains reference you, um, then that's going to be a big deal, um, especially getting started. Um, so if you have friends or something like that, and that doesn't even have to be local. Like if you've got 
you know, some university or professor or some blogger that starts to talk about you, that tells Google that's another link about you out on the internet talking about what it is that you do. Um, in fact, at 97 Display, we are very intentional about linking all of our stuff together, like backlinking everything. Every time we launch a new fitness website, all other fitness websites talk about it. It's in, it's insane. And that tells Google, new fitness website, woohoo, and skip the line to ranking. It's really quite cool. It's, it's one of the reasons why we're the best you know website agency in the world for our niche. So anyway, other links to your website, I would say focus first on on your reviews and your optimization of your site experience. But then if you're still trying to rank for a particular new service, like like I had a, a fitness gym that was wanting to begin offering yoga. And so not only did they blog about it, but they had their blog shared on other yoga sites. And that helped rank their website for yoga. Okay, and then finally, your website code and copy. Okay, so this is um, a little bit more technical. So if you're not a technical person, uh, it, it's just best for you to make sure this is being accomplished by someone else. Um, but your on-page SEO is, it's like, I'm gonna show title tags here. So this is the title tag. Um, this first one, Iron Den Fitness, this is not one of our customers, but but this is how they titled their website. Iron Den Fitness, Elite Fitness in League City, Texas. Okay. Over here, this is one of ours. It says Winston-Salem Kids Martial Arts, Iron Mantis Martial Arts. Now, this is the difference. Um, you look on our website that says Winston-Salem Kids Martial Arts. Guess what people are searching? They're searching Winston Kids Martial Arts in Winston-Salem. And then it, we tell Google, if they search Kids Martial Arts in Winston-Salem, please show Iron, Man Iron Mantis Martial Arts. Like we, That is the title. So I use a library analogy. Like it's like if the Google is a librarian looking at all the different websites and all the websites are books, what is on the spine of that book? That is your title tag. Now this other fitness gym, Iron Den Fitness, this is not a 97 display customer. They have written this or someone else wrote it. They chose to tell Google that Iron Den Fitness is elite fitness in League City. Now my question to you is who searches for elite fitness? Nobody searches that phrase. They are not doing a good job. Now, I get it. The gym owner there says, we are elite fitness. Woo. Oh, yeah. We're the best. And this is where you need to balance what it is that you believe about yourself and what it is that your consumers are actually searching. So it would be in his best interest to, to title it personal training and group fitness or group fitness or boot camp, like what people are searching. And I have people all the time, well, I don't do personal training. I'm like, okay, well, do you give personalized attention? Are you more than a 24-hour gym? If the answer is yes, then you provide personalized training, personal training. Like redefine the term. If you don't want to call yourself a personal trainer because you don't like what that term implies, that's because you're in the fitness industry. You know all about what it implies. Your consumers aren't. They don't know what it implies. They just want more than a 24-hour gym. So they search stuff like that, right? <laughs> you know, meet your consumers where they're at. Um, in their minds. So this is a title tag. And that's why I use the library example. Now you've also got sales copy and blog copies. This is going to be like, what copy is on your site? Man, I'm so tired of talking to people who say, hey, if I make a website with you, how many pages do I get? Um, the correct answer to that is however many pages you need to rank. There is no limit to the number of pages that is that you can make. Copywriting is easy, man. Like making new pages is, is easy. You just create a new page. So what you should do if you're struggling to rank for a keyword is you should make 10 pages on your website about that keyword and be, get creative about it. Like if you're trying to rank for yoga, you should do, um, okay, one one can be your main yoga page, yoga, pay, yoga classes in Winston-Salem. Then you have another page, 
the 10 top benefits of yoga classes in, in it. And these can be blog posts. Like, and then you can say like, hey, our favorite yoga student. That's another page. The top 10 yoga class reviews in Winston-Salem. That's another page. Like these can all be pages. And what you got to think about is not many humans are going to go to these pages. It's not about humans. It's about Google and Google's algorithm going through your site and seeing a robust world all talking about a certain subject all in the same way. That is how you write for SEO. And you think about your website as, yes, for the people searching online, but also Google as a primary like auditor. Okay, and then load speed and visitor experience. I did talk about this, but there's certainly things like if your website is not mobile friendly, if your website does not load quick enough, that's all the, the base you're on. So if you, if you have a feeling that your website is outdated, it probably is. And you should likely talk to a professional or at least talk, think about uh, a time to, to up it. And, and, and revamping your website does not need to be a significant expense. I always grieve and weep alongside the business owners that paid $15,000 for some website five years ago. Um, because guess what? They need a new website, but they don't need to pay $15,000 up front. Like there are lots of different options. You can even consider reaching out to 97 display to help you navigate that and do it for a fraction of the cost. So homework, (laughs) if you're feeling overwhelmed, let's just break it down. Understand what specific keywords you want to rank for and focus on that. So if you're trying to rank for yoga, focus on just yoga. Go and look at the websites that are ranking number one for yoga. What are they talking about? How do they structure it? Get your Google My Business page set up with reviews. This is the number one thing I tell everyone to do. And for some reason, they undervalue this because they're too focused on this bright and shiny Facebook ad syndrome. Um, like this is like, this is like basics 101. Get your Google My Business page set up with reviews and then outsource, outsource, outsource. Don't feel like you've got to do it all yourself. There are people that are willing to help and they will be competitive on price. And I tell you this, the ROI you'll get, find someone trustworthy. It'll be significantly better. But that's why I have this podcast to help you all know if you're currently getting ripped off, ask these kinds of questions, talk about these sorts of things, make sure that your service providers are doing it for you. Remember, Your community needs what you're doing and the effort is worth it. Your website is the foundation upon which your community reputation is built. Go forth and prosper and serve your communities. Be known by your communities and have Google talk about you as the best service provider by working and fixing up your search engine optimization. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. My name is Timothy and this has been another episode of Website Agency Secrets. Catch y'all on the flip side. Thank you.